The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Everybody, welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson here with Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and the Peak Power Ranking Purveyor, Pete Prisco. What's up? What's up, fellas? What do you put your hands down for like that? Why because I saw you yesterday in HQ with Danny Cannell besmirching the good name of Bryce Young, you piece of doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Well, I mean, he cost his, he's already lost a uh, got a coach cost the coach's job. Man, uh, oh, did you watch man. David Tepper's press conference today? I'm not watching that loot. Train wreck. Panthers cut it off after 13 minutes. Refuse to let Fowler let... ask a question. Scott Fowler's been the columnist of the Charlotte Observer for like 30 years. He's been covering he's covered the Panthers in some capacity for tw- like in multiple decades, and they refused to let him answer a question because his the column he wrote yesterday was David Tepper should fire himself. I had some pretty feisty words for David Tepper as well on CBSSports.com. Uh, but, so check it out. But in, in, and if he doesn't get let him ask a question, just rain it down on him. That's my theory. Yeah. What do you care if you get your question? Just rain it down on him. Oh, the reason I mentioned that is because you talk about Bryce Young and David Tepper was uh, basically attempted to suggest that he had nothing to do with the choice of Frank Reich or the choice of Bryce Young or the coaching search or the quarterback uh, process whatsoever until the coaching staff or the front office or whoever it is, the scouts, whatever, they vote on it and they bring it to him. He's like, and I have the power to veto it. He's like, but, you know. like should have vetoed that one. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Let, let's be real. <laughs> the, the kid is a disaster right now. Let me add, let me, let, he has not had a good season. He can play, but let me ask you this. And again, you're making me side with Brinson because you've been so maniacal wow. in this take. Who has success on that team as it's currently constituted? And you can go back and far as far in history as you want. Patrick Mahomes. Go back further than that. Uh, no, I'm not defending the organization. CJ Stroud, the structure of the team. At all. <laughs> Shut up. CJ <laughs> Stroud would stink on the Panthers. 
That team would be seven and four if they had they TJ. 100% not stop it, Breach. No, they would be four, but they'd be better. He's a better quarterback. He's a significantly yeah. better quarterback. Here, here's the thing about the, the setup with that. the Panthers, though. And I think it's been really interesting to sort of find out in, in the wake of Frank Reich being fired. Because Frank Reich did an interview with Scott Fowler and and then of the Charlotte Observer. And you heard Joe Parson of The Athletic as well, both friends of the pod. But it's like um, – Joe pointed out that there's, and he said this several times. I just think it's kind of fl- flying under the radar. Like they were trying to incorporate Thomas Brown's Ram stuff into Frank Reich's system. And then also, uh, I think uh, Kyle Bailey of WFNZ reported today that the front office came to Frank Reich this week and was like, you need to put in more RPO stuff. He's like, I'm not going to do that. But like trying to combine Frank Reich's system and a Rams based Thomas Brown system. And throw it into one and have your offensive line, which is full of young guys in the first place, and your rookie quarterback learn it on the fly with well, like a new here, running. Bryce Young knows RPO. That's all they did at Alabama. I mean, but they didn't use the RPOs. That's what I'm saying. Like that, they, they, yeah, like they, that's what they're saying. They should have. But I'm saying like absolved the five foot nine, 175 pound quarterback. He's five ten. He weighed two hundred one in the combine. All, all I'm saying is that like that that like and then to hear and then so like um what's it is it uh. Todd Corbin, who's what's the guy's name? Corb, Ted Corbin. Ted Corbin. Ted fires Josh McCown and Deuce Staley. It's I don't know. It feels to me, and then Frank Reich's like, "This is probably my last stop in the NFL." It feels to me like one Frank Reich had been checked out for like a month, and then two, there was maybe like a bunch of faction and infighting within the coaching staff. Had you, had you heard anything about that, Pete? Let's just let's just say somebody told me it was a bunch of gym teachers in that building. What does that mean? Mm. that they shouldn't be coaches. <laughs> you wait a second. That's funny right now, but at the time, this was the Eagles version of the dream team when they hired these coaches, right? Yeah, it was yeah, an all-star but, staff. And you remember, oh, McCown was going to be the head coach of the Texans. He's ready to do that. I mean, that, that just it's just we rush these guys. You got It's just like, oh, you want to look at rushing? Go look at the Chargers. That guy was a defensive coordinator, John Carroll, seven years ago, and now he's a disaster in the NFL. I mean, you got these. We rush to judgment on all these. One guys. person on planet Earth uses the word disaster more than you. I'll just leave it at that. Oh. Tremendous disaster. It was a tremendous disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful dogs. They were beautiful dogs. Well done. Well done. I'll just say this, though, Pete, and to, to, to Brenton's point, and I'm glad he brought that up about the RPOs uh, today on the draft pod with Spielman. Uh, he said that he had heard back during OTAs they were running RPOs in the offense because that's what Bryce did well at Alabama. And for some reason, so it's not like they just sprung it on Frank Reich two weeks ago. For some reason, they went away with it. I don't went away from it. I don't know if it was the, the personnel, the, the blocking scheme, whatever, but that's not helping them either. The bottom line is that, that I don't know how, here's the good news, I guess. The Texans turned that thing around pretty quickly, but you got to hire the right coach. And, and to Pete's you point, have the right quarterback. I was going to say, to Pete's point, you got to get the right quarterback. I don't they think don't they have-, have the right quarterback. That's why that job is now you look at it, you go, okay, I get the five foot nine quarterback. I don't five have ten. a first round pick. I mean, is that a good job? But then you say that and somebody says, well, they'll pay you $17 million a year. Sign me up. I'm in. And to Pete's point, what if you bring in a new coach and that new coach is like, yes, I'll embrace this RPOs. We'll run the RPOs with Bryce Young and Bryce Young's still bad. Then the coach is just uh, left hanging out the dry. He's going to get fired after one year and then you're back in square one. Why don't, why don't we take Pete's job. advice and be patient with Bryce instead of dumping on the kid who Pete hates more than life no, itself? I didn't why like him coming out. I, th- I, I like to uh, – look, 
I'm not the only one, by the way. I'm, I I was one of the few guys that didn't think it was the end all be all that, you, you know, you I did. Like Rick did. I like Rick it. compared him every day. I sit there on Sunday. He throws those terrible passes. I said, oh, boy, that looks like a, a cross between Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry, just like you said he was. I mean, that's the most – you guys were just all caught up in it. He's five foot ten. Thank he's you. 180 pounds. He Probably. doesn't have a great arm. And, and he he's doesn't see arm. the middle of the field other he than that the middle quarterback. Of the I'll say this, and then we can move on. If Steph Curry were throwing passes, that's what it would look like. So he got that part right. All right, let's go. Are, are you ready? Are you giving? Are you at all? Because Rick, Rick's stubborn to the end. Are you at all worried that he might not be what you thought? He yeah. Was yes. I mean, we can have the <laughs> God. I hate to say this. We can have the Mac Jones conversation where you just ruin the kid and you can't come back from it. But I hope that they put some people around him and we have a better idea of who he is. But he has been terrible, and there's no two ways about it. I, I'm not going to defend him, but I mean that situation, as Brinson has pointed out, countless times, is straight up terrible. It's be, magnified. Be, by the fact that yes that CJ Stroud makes yeah. it look so easy yes it's it's magnified and look I, two I want to make two points on that one I think it, hell yeah it's magnified by CJ Stroud making it look easy two it's magnified by the fact that they are currently going to be giving away the number one overall pick in the draft to the Bears and I think that really started to settle in with David Tepper where it's like holy crap. We, we, we like jumped the gun to get Bryce Young when, and I don't know if Caleb Williams would be great. I don't know if Drake Mayo would be good. We beat his ass on Saturday. Shout out to the Wolfpack. Um, but I, yeah, like I, yeah. Um, but I think like you're giving away that number one overall pick is not something that an owner likes to do. I would also say that CJ Stroud has way better weapons, a way better offensive line, and a consistent. Like okay. coaching right. staff right. that, gonna, that provides a second before the season, he had a third round rookie wide receiver that nobody thought was going to be gr that good. I, I mean, I, I did, except you, most right. people didn't. Okay, tank down. tank down. Oh, please, I like tank. Stop it. Go ahead. I thought you okay. Nico Collins. Nico and Collins Nico wasn't good. Collins was never what he is now. Mm -mm. Now, Schultz is a good, good addition for them. They haven't run the ball, he won two games with four backup offensive linemen starting. But so, I, I'll say this. To the your coaching point, is much better. Exactly. Much better. At, at the beginning of the season, they were neck and neck. And that whole the organizations were the same place, the last place. And the coaching, and I don't know if the players are playing harder or whatever, there has been a huge difference between the coaching and what the offensive coordinator has done for CJ. And here, everybody raved about Frank Reich when he got the job. I know. That's right. But apparently, sometimes I it's good Frank to Reich. turn the page. I mean, that's. I think I think Frank Reich is a good example, and we've seen this with um, we saw it with Rex Ryan, where it's like just just take a year off, step back, and then maybe come back instead of like just jumping to immediately to the next job. Who somebody else did that too? I think, or maybe you're better as a coordinator, and that's okay too. I think that's the other right. thing. Yeah, these coordinators. Um, by the way, did you see? Uh, and we'll move on in a second. But did you see uh, where uh, Alex Smith? When he was talking about the Tom, he's reacting to Tom Brady's media, media, like mediocrity comments, and his, and he goes, he goes, I'll tell you, it was mediocre for twenty years. That division, that division was terrible. They like cut to Rex Ryan in the in the same room at the same desk, and Rex is just like, what the hell, dude? You just just, just drove Alex by is me. Not, Alex he's is not, right. He's not wrong. Uh, Pete, let me ask you this: is the, is the Carolina Panthers head coaching position attractive? You pay. You pay enough. It is. Uh, well, I mean, attractive in the sense that you can turn that thing around without the owner meddling. Uh, you, 
the quarterback is the problem. It's not the owner. That's it's not the quarterback. It's, it's the, the quarterback. The owner's a problem. The owner's a huge problem. It's a quarterback. But you just okay. It's both of them. Okay, I'll give you that. Both. <laughs> Thank you. It's all I want. Little little. Do you, do you, do you meddling like he meddles? Do you think that Bill Belichick will be the Carolina Panthers' next head coach? No. Here, here's a better question. Who do you will think Bill will Belichick, be? Will Bill, Bill Belichick be successful if he were the Carolina Panthers' next head coach? No. Does yeah. he have personnel control? Because yeah, sure. we're full control. He yeah, give him that. Control. He's a disaster as a personnel guy. Look at his own D. <laughs> Put it on the board. <laughs> Wilson Wilson is convinced that he would rather have who you you said you'd rather have Matt Canada. Rabel you said you said you'd rather have Matt Canada as your head coach than Bill Belichick. <laughs> Matt Canada, Vrabel? Matt Vrabel Mike or Tomlin. Vrabel? What does Mike Vrabel want? He scares me. He was a number one overall seed with half the roster that every other team in the AFC had. Prisco, come on, learn the game. He what, is the he, game. what does he want? He You're hasn't had anything to win with. It's basically Belichick? the same as six Super Bowls. I mean, it's basically Wait, the same. Are you going to take Mike Rabel over Bill Belichick? Yes. <laughs> Age-wise, I think you no, feel like a better future with a guy who's not in his 70s. He's not 71 and angry all the time because he drafted a quarterback that can't throw the ball overhand that I hated from day one. Do you think Do you think yeah. Bill, Bill wants to go from Mac Jones to Bryce Young? He's the Ryan oh, Wilson know, special. Find out who your number one quarterback is this year so they don't draft them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you make can you make Drake May your number one quarterback? <laughs> I don't think that'll be happening, so I don't know if that's good news or bad news for the team that drafts him, but. I don't think uh, he hasn't played that way. He hasn't played that well either, Drake May. And neither uh, is Caleb Boyd. Neither one of them has played that well. Drake May hadn't beaten a good defense in his career. But they have something that Bryce Young doesn't have. They're not five foot nine. That's true. Um, okay. Let's get to the uh, power rankings. Oh, the oh, show's not over. I was huh? I've, I've had enough of Pete. I've had 12 minutes is enough of Pete <laughs> when he he's crapping all over Bryce. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe. We see you out there. Smash that like button. If you're listening on any of the various podcast platforms, give us a five-star review back in the feed. You can check out the uh, Week 13 early odds. We we're all over the Week 12 early odds. I had my best week against the spread. Finally, I've been a disaster. You and you know what? You had a great week against the spread, and Dave Richard was 14-1-1. One one. Oh, it was all hot. chalk. It was all chalk. He beat me somehow? Yeah, 14? you came in second. I go 13 2 and 1. I finished second on the CBS site. Mr. Richard. It was all, it was huge favorites. Uh, so, a full donkey week for me uh, against the spread. Congrats to me and Dave. Anyway, enough shenanigans. Let's get into low scoring shenanigans from the Bears Vikings game on Monday night. Four interceptions from the Pastronaut himself, Josh Dobbs. They nearly stole the game anyway. Some terrible football. Uh, Pete, do we think that the legend of josh dobbs is coming to a screeching halt okay i've been covering this league for 35 years and i've said it for 35 years you are what you are you can have your aberration games and you can have your little two or three game stretch but in the end it all evens out and you become what you are and josh dobbs is a backup quarterback in the national football league that's what he is you saw it again Arizona saw it for the last four games he was there. He went to Minnesota. Everybody, oh, my God, look at Josh Dobbs. Maybe the other Jets should have got Josh Dobbs. You are we are. It's a nice kid, good, good, smart football player, but he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. All right. Well, here's the question. Because going into this game, you look at the schedule and like, oh, okay, you beat the Bears. That's a winnable game. You get your bye. Then you play Vegas and Cincinnati. You get the nine wins, you're in. And you still have three games left. Uh, they lost this game. 
They're now at six and five. They're the seventh seed. Green Bay's and uh, Brinson's Rams and somebody's Saints are nipping at their heels at five and six. Does this Vikings team make the playoffs? By Vegas, Cincy, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. No. All right. Well, who's going in? Because well, if you look at the Vikings, Vikings dropped down to fifty-one percent to make the playoffs. If the Rams, if the Rams beat the Browns this week, I think the Rams are going to get the ten wins. Wow, ten wins. Okay. Yeah, baby. Let's go, Pete. Look at their schedule. They have. Read, read it to me, Brinson. It's it's the Rams. By the way, shot up to forty-two percent. Well, uh, they have the other. Ravens. They have the Ravens after the Browns. That's the Browns. The they get That's the Browns the at the Ravens. Commanders. Saints at home at the Giants at the 49ers. The 49ers could easily be sitting oh, there, guys. They're gonna get they're gonna win four of those. Yeah, I think so. I think All right, so if they, they if they, they win those if they win those four games, that gives them a that puts them at nine and eight. Ninety nine that gives them an eighty nine percent chance to make the playoffs according to the upshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine wins get you in, I feel like. Yeah. Nine nine wins might get you in, ten definitely gets you in. Nine will definitely get you in the NFC. I mean that by by the way, Pete, Pete doing this thing where you are who you are. It reminds me of the 2011 season, and I think like we just like I started working at CBS. This is the first year I was working at CBS. I think no, 2010 like, was your first year. 2010 was my first year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's right because Roger, yeah, they won the Rogers won the Super Bowl, but the, uh, still in high school. But so like your first year, Wilson, covering for C- working for CBS. You and I were working for CBS, and this is in like this is the year of Tebow mania, and like Pete was the last man standing. Like it was like like Tebow. They won six straight games over the course of that season, and Pete was the only guy left. Like being like, "No, this is fake magic bean bullcrap. I'm not. Like, I'm not buying into it." And like the entire like every and Twitter was huge then. Everyone on Twitter was like yelling at Pete every day. Like, why do you hate fun? What's your problem? And Pete's like, he's a garbage player. And just like like you would not give in, and you ended up being right. So I mean, like credit to you. But that was you know, that I was a fun. People in the league, guys in personnel departments, go up to me and they say, "You were the last man standing." Because <laughs> I think Merle Hodge was on the. He was one of the last ones as well, and then he kind of fell off, and it was just me by myself, and yeah. I was the last one. That- you would get crapped on every Sunday when Tebow was pulling this out of his ass and like finding a way to win, and people would be like, "You can imagine, don't you like fun?" <laughs> It's like, he's not a quarterback. Uh, anyway. You know, it's crazy. I was talking to a former Broncos player at uh, the Super Bowl one year. Had to be and, a kicker. Which kicker was it, Breach? And they Rich said it was, it was almost difficult to practice because Tebow was so bad at throwing the football. Was it Brady Quinn? <laughs> I mean, was, if it was Brady Quinn. stories are legendary. Yeah, like, Brady, Brady, Brady's got some great quotes about him. Just can't complete a pass against air. I don't know, but I will tell you this. During that time when I was doing drive time radio in Jacksonville, it was like gold for me. Yes. Mania. It was because the whole town was going nuts and I would be on the other side. They call me up. I'm coming over to that radio station. I'm going to kick your ass. Briscoe. I go, Come on over. And that was Tim Tebow's dad, probably. No, he called about four or five times. Though. He was mad at you. Oh, All yeah. right, Pete. Speaking of quarterbacks who may not have a future uh, with their current team, let's look at the Chicago Bears. They won last night despite two fumbles from Justin Fields. If you, Pete, are the general manager of the Chicago Bears, are you keeping Justin Fields? Are you sticking with him for 2024? 
Uh, or are you hoping that you're going to use that Panthers number one pick to take a quarterback? I don't have to make that decision right now. No, you have to make it right now on this podcast. Or, right or, now, I'd probably lean. I'd keep him. But here's the thing. Really? You got to pay him in year four next year. Then you got to pay him big money or fifth year option. I mean, do you? Here's what I'm doing. I'm changing my offense and building it around him. Right. What took so they long? They don't build the offense around him. I think it needs to be more like what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts. And let him – he's explosive with his legs. He's good when he gets outside. He made some good throws in the pocket last night. And last week with DJ Moore was a ripper, but he was yeah, wide open I in the zone. potential there for him. And so I'm always – be careful what you wish for. You know, a month, uh, six months ago, Caleb Williams was the next Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest thing in the world. And he didn't play to that this year. Yeah, he did. Stop. No, he didn't. You no, haven't watched. Did You've admitted you're blinded, not watching. You're getting blinded again. I worry when you get like this, Ryan. You get blinded. You've by admitted that you have not watched him except for You don't do the. You don't use your own eyes. You got good glasses. You spend a lot of money on those glasses. Don't let Rick Spielman influence you. And he's played well this year. He hasn't. He had moments where he was really does special things. I'm not going to take that away from him, but he did not play well in a lot of games. He didn't. You're and wrong. so. You saying Justin Fields has been good all year? What's that? <laughs> no, there were games where he was not good. He was just yeah. okay. No, he's no, asking last about night Justin he was Fields. just okay at times. He fumbled. Oh, I'm, no, I'm talking seven. about Caleb Williams. I'm talking yeah. about Caleb. Oh, oh, Caleb Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been fine. Yeah. And so you got to be careful what you wish for. So I, I think what I would do is I would change the offense to build it around Justin Fields. And, you know, everybody says go get Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison's a great player. This team needs help in a lot of spots. But you trade you trade the number one overall pick to a team that wants to come up and get a quarterback for multiple firsts is what you do. But wait a second though, where, where do they need help? Their offensive line is pretty good. They do need help. If you get yeah. a Marvin Harrison Jr., that's a difference maker. I feel like their defense has been better. Well, they well, have the number four pick. Isn't DJ Moore supposed to be a difference maker? Yeah, but here's what I keep coming back to with Marvin Harrison Jr. I think about the the young wide receivers, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, that got big name quarterbacks that helped them elevate the offense. And I think that's if you're sticking with Justin, I don't hate that idea necessarily. Now you have to sell Marvin on playing on this this you know. I mean, Tua with, with Lamar Jackson, with Tyreek qualifies too. By the way, Tua and Tyreek. The problem is, look, their their offensive line is is okay. It's better. It's gotten a lot better. It's yeah, okay. The left tackle is a second-year player. Is going to be a good player. They like him. The right tackle, right's a good player. They drafted last year. The interior could be better. Tevin it's Jenkins okay. is coming Jenkins back finally. When he's on the field is good. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, you go to the other side. Getting sweat alleviates some of the pass rush issues. Tyree Stevenson's been tackles. great. Huh? Dexter's I, playing outstanding. I mean, those guys <laughs> and the kid from, uh, from South Carolina is going to be a good player. Uh, they have guys. You're right. So, but they got to decide what to do with the corner Johnson. I mean, he's a free agent. They have a ton of money, and they Tyreek Stevens has played well as a rookie. He didn't play last night because he's hurt. And the kid so, from Minnesota uh, has played well. Charles Smith is good. So yeah. I think here's the thing: you have one and four. I mean, you can't. I don't think you take Marvin Harrison at number one. That's a little receivers but, never been taken first overall. Um, I think. Um, Keyshawn was oh, number one, maybe in 86. Keyshawn. 96, oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, Quarterback's number, never going first of all. But number four, you're not going to get Marvin at number four either. So either you got to trade down from one and then trade up from four. But I think that that wide receiver might help Justin if you're going to rebuild the offense like in a Greg Roman style offense. Well, if you trade down now, if you trade down with the, the team at two or three, 
Um, and if it's Arizona, I, we don't know if they're going to be looking for a quarterback or not yet. But like the Patriots certainly could. If you trade it, you you would have presumably if you had if you trade down from to, from one to two or three, and you also have four, I think you could get Marvin. There is a lot to. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot to like about Justin Fields, and and, and I think if you was coached in the right offense, I think he could be really dynamic. No, I don't just. He's 24. I think that's right. right. I mean, I don't think Luke Getzey's been doing him the best favors early on. I mean, when you think about him and compare his skill set to Caleb Williams, it's not close. They're about, the, they're about the same size, right? I think Justin's probably a little taller. I think Caleb's listed at six one, which means he's probably shorter than that. And he's thicker. Caleb Williams is a little thicker. No, um, I think Justin's thicker and faster and a better arm. He's faster and he has a better arm. I, I yeah, I just don't think you give up on him. I, I, again, it's risky because if the other kid gets goes out and becomes something special, then you blew yeah. it on him. But right. I, I would stick with Justin Fields. I, I'm, I'll say this. I probably like Justin Fields and some of his abilities more than most people do. I think people like the ability. It's just been the inconsistency. He's got, uh, got a, two months to figure it out. I thought it's, he was – I think with the right system, he could be good passer too. It's yeah. just it's, – to me, it's just odd that you – I mean, of, of like – and I mean, like, like I'm surprised that you're the one who likes Justin Fields because he doesn't necessarily – he didn't flash in the passer. Like, he didn't flash in the pocket. He's well, relying on his legs. There's reasons for it, though. Now that sure. he gets DJ Moore, he's a better passer. When he didn't have DJ Moore, he forced the ball. He was a kid running around. And I think the injury missing that time set him back again. I just think you, we haven't had a chance to really evaluate him. There are There is a lot to like. But coming out of the school, you saw that in college, just like you saw it from Caleb Williams. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, Wilson. Yeah, must have to ask a question. No, you're not. I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. TJ oh. Watt and two first round picks for the number oh, one. Oh yeah, pick. so Musa's bringing no. up my uh, <laughs> my draft question. I asked Pete that a couple of days ago, and I think Pete actually I haven't spoken to anyone. Former Steelers player, uh, C CBS Sports HQ Bears fan anchor, or Pete Prisco that wouldn't take that. If you're the Bears, well, two first rounders and taking that. You're the Bears. You're taking it, right? Yeah. Turns out. Joe Musso, Kenny Pickett's fixed. All he had to do was fire the the, the offensive coordinator, and then and play uh, all the, he had to do was play the Bengals and play the Bengals. That's right. Kenny Pickett looked good the other day, though. He did. He looked a lot better. And but his bitch right. will tell you that defense ain't exactly setting the world on fire right. right now. What about the Lions? Down six spots. Your biggest faller in your power rankings. Um, they were number two. They were a team that I said at midseason I liked them to maybe make a Super Bowl run. Of course, they immediately went in the tank. <laughs> you said that Terrible. last week. Bush. You're the mush. <laughs> I have the bush. I know, I know. Brenton Stink is just. Remember, remember I picked the Bengals to make the Super Bowl and Joe Burrow like broke his leg? Oh, Literally two um, days later. Would you. The Lions and the Steelers are a little snug there for my liking. I think the Lions. Nine? Are a better Wait a team. second. What? <laughs> what is going on? Well, look around, the, look around the Steelers and see who. The, the teams all are bad around them. They, they look the Browns and the. The Bills are six and six. Here's, all right, here's here's your here's your top. So it's it's uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, Niners, Dolphins, and then six is Ravens. Six is kind of low, but seven Jaguars, eight Lions, nine Steelers, ten Texans, eleven Broncos, twelve Bills, thirteen Colts. It's it's ugly down here. Fourteen Seahawks, fifteen Vikings. I mean, it's it's a mess. You know, it's like it's it's like uh, all those Thanksgiving sides that people put out: the Brussels sprouts, the ugly, the 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 uh, green bean casserole. It's That's all green bean casserole is delicious. It's all no. garbage. We talked about how, how, how low would the Lions be if they lost that game to the Bears two weeks ago? Yeah, lower. Uh, okay, <laughs> here's something too. 
the Hutchinson hype train has hit a wall. He hadn't done anything in a while. Oh boy, here we go. He was on college game day. Well, I mean, where did you see him on? Well, you, you, I know where he was, and he wasn't in the game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a no-show. And their pass defense has had problems in recent weeks. I mean, the Chargers lit him up in that game. And and I think Jordan Love lit him up in that game. That's an issue. They don't yeah. have a second pass rusher to go with him either, which is a concern. They can well, slow down the run, but they're, they really can't stop the pass. Thibodeau is playing better than uh, than Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker, by the way. That's a, that's fair. Ryan won't admit to that because I sent him a text the other day about it, and he just ignored me. Oh, wait, I, I've actually been sick, and I actually I was like, this this is the last thing I'm like to do. Listen, Rick got bad to you. What were you yelling about, Kayvon? Yeah, he's playing oh. better than both Walker and Hutchinson. The Giants fans don't hate him, so that's a sign that he's actually probably doing pretty well. What were you going to say, Breach? I was just going to say, I mean, it, it doesn't help the fact that uh, Jared Goff has been turning the ball over like crazy. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Pete, you are Mr. You just gave your whole rant about how you are what we thought you were. And Jared <laughs> Goff is starting to look like Mr. Uh, 2018-2019. Sean McVay doesn't want him anymore, Jared Goff. Mm. Two games ago, I'll give you that. Last week, what the hell happened to the offensive line? That's supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in the league. And the Packers aren't exactly, you know, the greatest pass rushing team in the league. They dominated. Sean Gary's having hit. a field day. Yeah. He got hit. That's what the problem was on that in that game. The Bears kind of pressured him too, honestly. Yeah. What's going on with that line? They're not playing that well. You, yeah, but if the line's bad, you can't just give up fumbles to the other team. You take the sack, go down, whatever, but you can't be fumbling at the other team, which Goff did what multiple times against the Packers. You know what's funny, Breach? So like down, it, Jake Browning. Here's the thing. <laughs> like, this is the exact opposite argument that Pete would give for Bryce Young not having an offensive line. He's standing up for Jared Goff, but little Bryce Young out there, all five foot two of them, this is all his fault. Unbelievable. You okay. have to shame yourself, Pete. It's the same argument I could give for you for Will Levis, and you just killed the kid, and his offensive line stinks too. He took, I watched him this morning. He took a beating. <laughs> Did he take, I haven't watched that tape from the yeah. Carolina game. He took a beating in that game too. He had a couple good throws. Didn't ask me a whole bunch, but he, he got lit up. <laughs> what is wrong with these offensive lines? They, they're awful. You, you know what else is awful? The system they use to elect the Hall of Fame, to, 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 to vote for the Hall of Fame players. Why? Where did that come from? Many reasons. We'll tell you next when we get oh. Pete's ballot. Oh, good. For the semi-finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Semi-finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame were announced this morning, Tuesday morning. A pretty awesome list of players. Tiki Barber added. Love Tiki. Eddie George, Andre Johnson, James Harrison. Julius Pepper is a first-timer on there. There's a lot. Vince Wilfork. I'm not going to name all of them. You can see them on the screen. Shout out, Tori Holt. Uh, we're going to give out our ballots. You get five guys in. Pete Prisco has covered this league for 35 years. Could qualify. Would qualify in my book, Pete, as a Hall of Fame writer. Maybe you'll get him posthumously. Um, <laughs> He's killing me? <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous. So the way that the system is set up, it was geography-based, local outlets. Back when you started covering this league and they didn't have TV, like you didn't have Red Zone, or you didn't have Red Zone, you didn't have Sunday Ticket. Like if you lived in Jacksonville, you couldn't watch a California team unless they were on national you had to TV. Go to a sports bar on the satellite. Right, and watch it on the satellite. So they wanted to have local people who could stump for the players that they were around. They saw and all of those things, and that's and it's just a, it's a weird system. So but, let me ask you though, what's wrong? What's wrong with the system? It's like it's like a Supreme Court justice. You never get taken out. You get it for oh, life. Right. You don't lose it. Like, yeah. but wait, I, let me ask you, what's wrong with the system based on the names? Because these names look pretty good. No, no, this is not the problem. The problem is the the guys who vote. The pro here's part of the problem, okay? And I, you know, I know I've known those guys for years. I respect a lot of guys in that room. I've sure. known them for years and years and years. But you shouldn't have to go into the room and have you you vote for my guy and I'll vote for your guy kind of conversations. It's unfair. Right. And they that goes on. It definitely goes on. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. I, I think you shouldn't it, it shouldn't be debating. If you're a voter, you should have the qualifications and the knowledge and the and the ability to decipher if a guy's a Hall of Fame or not. You shouldn't have somebody have to convince you of it. But isn't it a, more of a sales pitch type situation? Because yes. you only get so many guys in, though. That's yes. It, it shouldn't be that way, though. You shouldn't well, you gotta, have. To... What should you do then? Because I remember when Ed Bouchette had to give the speech for Jerome Bettis. Were you? Are you a Hall of Fame voter? No, and you know okay. the story on that. You you made someone the mad. Newspaper usually got the vote in every city. That's the way it was. And when the Jaguars came into the league, it was assumed the newspaper would get the vote. Right. Well, they got mad at me for something I wrote. <laughs> so they gave it to the TV guy. And the then they, guy, right. you can't take him out once he's in. They wanted to go back and do you it. You wanted to take him out. Yeah. So, <laughs> look, I'll be honest. Being on the outside of it is much better for me. It helped guys. I helped the Sully, and I was able to really push to get him in. You got thanks. You got thanks. You you helped him so much, you got thanked. He thanked you. Yeah. And they cut I mean, to you wearing your Oakleys in the crowd at his induction. And now, and now my attention turns to Fred Taylor, which I've been helping him for a couple of years now as well. And and Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of those guys on that list. If you're asking me who's in my class, he's one of them. By, by the way, it, 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 it cracks me the hell up to think about – these Hall of Fame voters like walking around like it's like Super Bowl week and you like turn the corner and you see Pete coming your way and you're like, God dang it. I'm about to get going in the opposite direction. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. They on the sideline somewhere. <laughs> I, they started going in the opposite direction. Which, uh, which Hall of Fame voter on Super Bowl, that Super Bowl week wants to see you the least? Which one? Definitely doesn't want to have to deal with Pete Prisco with Hall of Fame conversation. All of them, because Prisco pins him in a corner and says, "You put Taylor in, or else." Peter King, one eye open. Probably a lot of them. Pete badgered these guys about Pacelli. Fred Taylor. I've got a lot of feedback from guys saying that they're they're leaning and that they're going to put him in in large part because players that they know and respect have come to them and said, "You need to put him in." 
Yeah. Because he should be in solely for unlike, what he did to the Steelers. Unlike the media that, that really didn't pay attention to him back in the day, you know, because it was Jacksonville, it's a small market. They didn't know who he was. A lot of people didn't know who he was or watched him that closely. Every player, like I've had Ray Lewis. We, we had Ray Lewis in here working with us, and Ray said "There's he's great. He should be in. Derek Brooks, you know, the, the Tampa people say Derek Brooks pounds on him all the time. You got to put him in. The players all know how great he was. So he, he deserves to go in. Uh, and he will get in. I think this is a chance for him that once he gets in a room, he'll get in. How do you Here. fix the voting system? Like, what's the it's easy solution? I don't know what the solution would be. I, I just, uh, I don't think you should be browbeated by somebody beating into somebody to cause them to vote for you. Right. you, you there shouldn't be, there's... Like, here's an example. If, if the Pittsburgh Steelers have an offensive lineman up and the Cincinnati Bengals have an offensive lineman up, the Pittsburgh Steelers voter isn't going to vote for the uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line because he's trying to get his own guy in. That's not fair. That's not the way. Journalism. And and back in the day, there used to be an Eastern New York City had two votes for each team, and there was like at large guys. They were all in the New York area, so you had that whole area. Uh oh, Pete got a little frozen there. Uh, while while he, while he recorrects and and. Somebody take a picture of this screen grab. Screen grab that quickly. Uh, there we go. He's yeah, back. You're back. You're back. That was it's, cool. a, uh, bad, it's a bad. Uh, it's a bad process. All right, he so got Pete, so heated that he broke his own yeah. internet connection. Uh, you get only get five modern era players on per ballot. Like that's it. That's it. Well, I guess you'll yeah. You can only put five on the ballot, right? Because only five can get in. Uh, what is your? What is your? What would your five? Your ideal Hall of Fame class from these semifinalists look like? Um, I, obviously, Fred Taylor is one. Fred Taylor, uh, Antonio Gates. I, Antonio is Gates a, is a is a first ballot slam dunk Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Yeah, Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers yeah. is the same. I agree. Yep. Those 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 three for me are for sure. And then so, I have a hard hard time. Put the list up again, and uh, if you can. I, I, think about, one of, I think one of the things they need to do, and I'm and I'm, I'm biased here because I really want Tory Holt to get in. I think he should be, and I think he's a little. I think he's a lot like Fred Taylor in terms of the stats. Um, and and how he's perceived, but they really need to do something about this log jam at wide receiver. Like it's getting backed up, and guys are retired. You have Andre Johnson in as a first time guy. Like to me, do you the think Anquan Bolden? Who was the best of that group? That's the question. Tory Holt, in my mind, was the best of that group. Tory Holt's the best of that group in my mind as well. So I would put I, uh, that group. I put Tory Holt in. Fred's the running back. Tory Holt, the wide receiver. Gates is in. Um, let's skip Peppers. over the offensive lineman for a second. Uh, the DBs, yeah, I don't know for me right now. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Darren Woodson, but not right now. The linebackers, no. And then defensive end of this group, I'd probably put Peppers is in. So, mm. I, you know what? What about Devin Hester? No, I'm not putting a return man in right now. Ew. That's why you should be a Hall of Fame voter. You don't respect special teams, Pete. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, I'm not going to return in over a guy who played. I, I mean, you can make a case for three of these defensive linemen. If you're the best player of all time at what you did, is he the best returner of all time? Can you automatically say that? Who uh, else is in the running? I mean, was Dante Hall was up there for a while, no, wasn't he? Not as long as Devin Hester. No, not as long. Len Barney. <laughs> Look, you don't need to put 10 returners in the Hall of Fame, but if you're the best returner, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Just like I don't think you kickers should go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Dime a dozen. That's insulting, Pete. That is <laughs> the Eagles don't win that game last week against your Bills if that kicker didn't smoke the fifty-nine yarder. Yeah, well, is he I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Nine yarders now are they better kickers now than they ever were? Yes, I think Breach would agree with that. Wouldn't you, Breach? Oh yeah, easy. 
Should Ray Guy be in the Hall of Fame? What's that? Should Ray Guy be in the Hall of Fame? No. He's got a award named after him. Surprise. He's not even the best punter in Raiders history. Who That's is right. That? That's uh, Shane Leckler. Oh, Thank you. Nice. But Ray Guy totally revamped the position. He modernized the position. So mm-hmm. I, I do get why he was the best of his era and that's what we talk about like how do you compare eras how do you compare was he receivers because the there was always wasn't gerald wilson right there with him every year with the numbers also, aj cole's the best punter in raiders history let's be real here but okay so let, let me go I'll, I'll go through the list fred taylor <laughs> yes running back uh tory holt my wide receiver antonio gates definitely um peppers definitely peppers definitely and then it becomes do you want to put one of the other defensive linemen in do you want to put Patrick Willis in as a linebacker? Do you want to put he didn't play long in? enough? Patrick and Willis is a Hall of Famer, I think. He didn't play long enough. I don't think to go if in. Luke, if Luke Keekley gets in, Patrick Willis has to get in. Right. And well, Willie Anderson never gets the due he deserved for being one of the great all-time right tackles who ever played the game. And that's why he doesn't get the due he deserved because he played right tackle. Before it was mo- in the modern era, you now get credited like Right. Like Lane Johnson so is going to be a Hall of Famer. This would be hard. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Picking the fifth one for me is a tough decision. Well, that's I why you like, have the uh, sales pitches, though. That's part of. I think that's I, what it's about. I, think about. You, I would. I would do the work and come up to my own though and make my vote. I wouldn't. No. Have I think you. Pick. I think you use this fit to me. This fifth pick, either you go with Hester and get him in if if you believe that he should be in. If you or, believe Hester should be in, then he's the fifth pick. Or you or you use the fifth pick to sort of unclog this wide receiver mess a little bit more. Because to me, I you can make the case that all six of the well, I don't know, I'm not as big on Hines Ward. I don't I don't think Hines Ward. Is I don't think Hines Ward should be either. Yeah, disrespectful. I mean, Horn, best blocking wide receiver ever. The next one would for me would be Andre Johnson. I think I agree with that. I think Andre Johnson is head and shoulders the top receiver on that list and most Ooh, deserving. I would put him it. above Torrey Holt just because uh, I mean, for one, he finished with more career receiving yards, and it's like, oh, is that such a big deal? It is when you consider that Torrey Holt played in the greatest show on turf. Andre Johnson caught passes from David Carr, Matt Schaub, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sage Rosenfels, Tony Banks, Dave Ragone, Matt Weiner, TJ Yates, and still managed to be yeah, more receiving yards than every on guy the, on that list. He also didn't have anybody on the other side like Isaac Bruce, right. a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's just more of an argument for him. So, no, I, I mean, what he did was nothing short of amazing. It's, I, think I think it's those, insulting those that he's not in there. Matt Schaub, be... Matt Schaub led the league in passing yards one time. That is the rebuttal from the Tory Holt faction. <laughs> <laughs> What's their yards per catch average for their careers? Oh, first night, first night, first nine seasons of of, of of anyone's career, Torrey Holt has more receiving yards than anyone but Jerry Rice. And, and then he again, got it. Who was throwing the ball again? Uh, Mark Walter, <laughs> a, Greg, a grocery bagger, a guy who's bagging groceries until That's he met Torrey. It is it, for, he, it's it's fourteen point five for Holt and thirteen point four for Andre Johnson. All right, well, uh, Wilson, do you have a ballot that you want to give us? Your five. Um, I was actually thinking Andre Johnson before Breach stood on the table and pounded it, pounded it for him. Cause I, but I was going to succumb to the Tory Holt talk, but I, I like Julius Peppers. I think the fifth guy might be a defensive lineman like Dwight Free, Robert Mathis. Holy Even crap. Breach. Your, Allen? your ballot is terrible. Where's Breach's ballot? What? My ballot's terrible. You don't or include, I know football and you don't. You don't include Antonio Gates or Julius Peppers. Like they're the easiest first ballot Hall of Famers like in this group by yeah, far. I first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know. I, I would put them both next year. This year, uh, Antonio Gates is the greatest tight end ever. He, Antonio, Gates, Antonio Gates has a case for it. And he revolutionized the tight end position. You just said he's the greatest tight end ever. He might be. He's not. He's not even the top three. He owes it all to me too. 
Yeah, of course. What did you, you do? Remember that story? I no. told you that story. No, this remember is the one story I have. Remember when we have to cover college basketball for CBS? Remember we covered Kent State? Oh, yeah. you, were, you were covering it for March. You were covering March. He, was playing, like he, was, he was playing for Kent State, the yeah. basketball tournament. And I went in the locker room after the game. And I said, Antonio, you need to either play tight end or defensive end in the NFL. You're not going to play in the NBA at six foot five. And he looked at me and he goes, I used to play football. And I go, well, you need to play football again. So I reminded him about that every single time I saw him. I go. I so you didn't even fun. know that he played football when you said that. To him? Yeah, I did. I knew. I knew. Oh, okay. Okay. I was. I was at Michigan. He went to Michigan. I think. I was played. Uh, I was played. I played Madden at this first Super Bowl I attended with Antonio Gates, and I later had to call. I like was supposed to do an interview with him, and somebody gave me a number to call to do the interview. It was like his house phone. <laughs> he answered. I was like, uh, "Hey, Antonio, what's up?" Um, I don't even remember. We played Madden at the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, I've only done that once, dude. I definitely remember you. He's an awesome guy. How, I love those kind of old stories where you call a guy on his house. I remember I, I had to do something about Bob Hayes, and I called Bob Hayes, and he was living with his mom. His mom, <laughs> it's for you, Bob. Bullet, bullet Bob Hayes? Bullet Bob Hayes before he passed away. I know, it was like, this. he picks up, he's like, hello? I was like, uh, is Antonio there? He's like, yeah, this is Antonio. What's up? I was like, hey, uh, how you doing, man? Because usually you get the PR people these days. How much know? money did Antonio Gates make in his career? Because the way I see it, he still owes me about a 5%, 4% cut. Of that. I would say 10% <laughs> based on the story you're telling. Yeah. And then um, $71 million. Wow. Okay. So I'll take, I'll take 7.1 7. that Antonio can wire to me tomorrow. <laughs> and, and let's not forget, <laughs> while he was at Kent State, when Pete talked him out of basketball, uh, he led the Golden Flashes to the Elite Eight in 2002. Yeah, that's where I was there. Guy. That's why it was at, if, if I'm not mistaken, they played that Elite Eight at Kentucky. Mm. At Rupp Arena, if I'm not mistaken. And, yep, that's right. Did you go to Rupp for that? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I remember they. I mean, they had me and Chip Patterson cover like like I saw Lehigh beat Duke, and we saw uh, Creighton beat Carolina because they they sent us to Greensboro to cover that. Yeah. We used years. to do it. The first round, remember the rule of thumb, Princeton. The first round was if there was an uh, you had to write a story from each session, a column yeah. from each session. But if there was an upset, you had to write every one of them. One year yeah. in Tampa, I had four straight upsets. I was there all day. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting paid anything extra for it either. No. <laughs> uh, all right. My, my ballot is Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers, Tory Holt, Steve Smith, and Devin Hester. Uh, Brent you don't have Brett Taylor on that damn ballot? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, I learned the game, Brinson. I knew you were doing the podcast. So I was like, I know Fred Taylor, I know Fred Taylor. What are you crazy? I'm fine with Fred All you Taylor. have to do is look at Fred Taylor's yards per carry numbers and, and, and compare them to the guys that are in the Hall of Fame. There's only, I think, Jim Brown and Barry Sanders are the only one that have the same type of numbers. I'm, I'm fine with Fred Taylor. Um, Breach has Willie Anderson, Devin Hester, Fred Taylor, Darren Woodson, and Andre Johnson. That's wild. That's no wild Peppers time. is pretty wild, dude. Woodson's a sun devil. I'm partial to him, and I think you could make a case for him in there. I can think for myself, Princeton. I don't have to uh, hey, steal Frisco's ballot like you did. Julius, Julius, I didn't have Fred Taylor, dumbass. Julius Pepper was on the Hall of Fame All 2000 team and the Hall of Fame All 2010 team. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Breach, I have filed an HR request on your behalf after Brinson uh, called you that bad word. I can't believe he used the bad word on the podcast. <laughs> dumbass? You can say dumbass. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, what's, all right. What's next? all right, but Breach, Breach, Breach says his non modern era pick would be surprise surprise ken anderson any any issues you know what i'm gonna agree with that oh i love it i used to 
Yeah. And, and you know what? He still wouldn't have been as good as Greg Cook had Greg Cook not injured the Got show. Her, yeah. All right. The Bengals have the bad luck with quarterbacks. Start with Greg Cook. Then you had Carson Palmer's knee. Now you have Joe Burrow's wrist. Andy Dalton's thumb, the only year they might have won the Super Bowl with him. It's just a nightmare. But if Greg Cook doesn't get hurt, there's no West Coast offense. Yeah. Bill Walsh never leaves and goes to San Francisco. Joe Montana doesn't. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very big butterfly effect. It's a great what if. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got our live power rankings of NFL team fight songs. Breach is oh. warming up his voice. I'm warming up mine. My, 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 my Sharona. For next, after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back. Can I just say quickly, as I was, we were going to break, I, I noticed the four of us on the screen here. Producer Harry, if you have the hair swap app, I would love to see your you swap Brinson's head of hair and put it on Prisco because that would be <laughs> the craziest thing on planet Earth. Imagine having hair like that, Pete. I had hair like that. <laughs> Did you? I had long hair. Handsome, hair. Italian hair. Devil. All right, Pete. Uh, we have it. We're gonna we're gonna rip through these blind power rankings. We'll get you out of here in a couple of minutes. You don't have you don't have HQ, right? No, because of soccer, you've been superseded by soccer. Oh boy, what a time! Uh, to be I'm gonna watch. go watch soccer right after I get off of here. You're gonna go watch Champions League? Yeah, of course. You know I love that. I know you do love soccer. Telling the company line. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you tell me how you listen to that soccer podcast the other day. You know what uh, I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go get a ratty Christmas tree like Reach has behind it. That's the saddest looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree I've ever that seen. Christmas like. tree looks like it's like hey, it's like it's like somebody asked it's like an AI thing through Chat GPT is like. Draw me a Christmas tree that looks like the Bengals playoff hopes. It's no, just like this pile of crap. All right. Bre- breaches since we're gonna do blind. So here's the deal, Pete. We we give we give you you have one through five. We give you one. You don't know what the next four are gonna be. You can rank it anywhere you, you want. Fight songs? Yeah. NFL fight songs. NFL fight songs. Oh, you know NFL fight songs, Pete. All right. So, so for instance, number one, you can rank this one through five wherever you want, but once you rank it that spot, that spot is taken. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. I like that one. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen someone look less interested in ranking yeah. something. <laughs> it's like college fight songs. Who the hell cares? Hail to the victors. Uh, hail to the victors. You know, I sang Hail to the Victors in the Rose Bowl. In 1985, when Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback and Arizona State beat him, and I was sitting among the Michigan fans, and I sang, 
Shem Beckler's one in seven. Shem Beckler's <laughs> one in seven. Shem Beckler's one in seven in the Rose Bowl. And some old lady pushed me down the steps. I was going to say, you probably, you probably had violence perpetrated against you. What a great ending to that story. <laughs> I just assumed everybody say, everybody leaves, some old lady shoves her down the steps. You, you know how people, if people are telling a bad story, they'll say, and then I found $10. I'm going to start ending my bad stories with, <laughs> and then an old lady pushed, pushed me down me the stairs. Tried to push me down the steps. How many? So how many how many steps did you end up going no, the Rose Bowl steps the Rose Bowl Stadium is so old that the steps are like they go uh, like you know the long ones. So yeah, yeah. she tried. All right. Uh what's that next, Wilson? Uh first of all, producer Harry, you had the gall not to put the Steelers fight song on here. Spoiler alert. That is even Breach knows the Steeler fight song. I don't. Uh, here go, we go. Steelers, yeah. here we go. Here Pittsburgh's going, going to the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. I'm going to replace that one with the one that, that Harry had for me. So that's the Steelers fight song. I, I know the number one fight song. I, that, it irritates me, but I know it, I think. Thank you, Harry, for I started the Steelers <laughs> Thunder. Has he changed well, give, we, just where do you rate the Steelers fight song? Apparently that's been swapped in. Uh, three. Oh, my gosh. Three. All right, Breach. Uh, all right. Next up, Pete, I think you know this one. Um, it is San Diego Superchargers. San Diego Superchargers. Five. five. Oh my god, that's the best one. I, I never heard five. that. You know those? That's terrible. It's terrible. Is that the it's actual terrible. uh? San Diego Superchargers. Oh, I don't know that one. All right. I love it. That's my. That would be number one for me easily. All right. What's next? Uh, where did you put the Steelers? You put it three. 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 Okay. Um, Two, three, and five. Is this hey, 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 we're the Buccaneers. Hey, 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 we're the Buccaneers. Is that how that I goes? I don't know that one. How do you know all these? I Google yeah, I don't know that one, one either. I Google, I Google this one like five seconds ago. Oh, like, okay. What is that one? Let's see if I can play the it. The number one song, but you don't even play it. You haven't even played it. Well, that's the blind ranking, Pete. The number one song might not show up. <laughs> no, that sounds straight out of six. That's terrible. <laughs> that's Pete at the eighth grade talent show. <laughs> See, that's why you say five. That's clearly the worst. With old jokes at the eighth grade talent show. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something about your your brother. All right, Pete. Math, by Pete. default, you only have one left. So this is. Um, Does he get an and or? Oh, there's a bonus one too. So breaches up. Number one. The Miami Dolphins, the Super Bowl. Is that the one you thought it was? Miami Dolphins, wow. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins all the way. Number one or whatever it is. I know that one. That's the number one. That's the one you thought all the time was going to be number one? That's I did not think you, that was your – I didn't know what you were expecting, but I didn't think it was going to be that one. Nice. You made producer Harry stay. Did that and, and the first thing producer Harry misspelled Miami. <laughs> it's, it's got that going. All the NFL fight songs and none of them are any good. That's the best one. The original version or the T-Pain version, Harry asks? The original one. I don't know the T-Pain one, but it's probably pretty pretty special as well. Hey, Breach, how does Bengals growl go? Fight song? I, didn't even, I don't even know that. What? Does every team have a fight song? I guess. I, I didn't know that either. Oh, that's the Bengals one. They're all the same. <laughs> Appreciate sure the words. Do the Panthers have one? <laughs> Does Jacksonville have a fight song? I covered I that they, team for 30, 20 years, I and I never remember a fight song. I bet they do. Uh, the Panthers have a fight song. 
the debut. I've never even heard it before. Oh, it's everybody's learning a lot. It's like a Sunday school song. Wait, is this the Panthers fight song? Yeah. See, all the other teams that make sense, their stuff is cheesy because these songs were written in the 60s. This right. is written in 1995. Why yeah. did Jacksonville have, does Jacksonville have one, Brinson? I'm looking did. right now. I've never, I've never heard one. Rock and Roar. Let's see this Producer Harry roll. found it. Jack's fight song. <laughs> oh, that's like heavy metal. No, this well, is the one. They came along the same time as the Panthers. So to Breach's point, at least they had the common decency to do a. So nineties. Well, they came in the nineties. That that makes. I've sense. never, I've never heard, I've never heard these songs. Pete, you used to blast that on the way to the work every day when you're in Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I never, I never even knew. I mean, I don't get caught up in like teams going over after the game and singing the team fight song in college football. I saw a story the other day on learning. You know, dun, 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 dun. what about someone in their mid forties after NC State beats UNC going into the field and singing the fight song? Where do you rank that? That's moronic. Down <laughs> <laughs> Carolina, Devils deep standing line, red white for big That means nothing. What? <laughs> Did you get excited over winning a game that means nothing? I got very excited over winning a game. Let them have. Let them have the game. It means Why? a lot. It's a rivalry game. You don't care about ASU, if ASU isn't going to any national championship or big bowl game or playing. We could we could actually sneak into the Orange Bowl. You get a buy tickets. And like I said, you're going to an exhibition game. Dude, if NC State goes to the Orange Bowl, that's like winning the Super Bowl. For yeah, us. that's a big deal. Yeah, and if you're a MAC school who has no shot at the national title, any bowl game is a Super Bowl. That's true, too. That's true. I'll give you guys that. Yeah, like we're either in the Orange Bowl or in the Pop Tarts Bowl. The Pop Tarts Bowl is cool. I'll the go. mascot's going to eat itself after the game. I, I want to watch the Pop Tarts Bowl. I've been to the Rose Bowl. That's old hat for me. I don't, you know, come the on. Rose yeah. Bowl. You, you got pushed down, down, shoved down the stairs by an old lady. <laughs> All right. Now they now they can't even get to any ball. ASU is so bad; it's the so worst bad. program in America. Pete, when is the last time Arizona State went to a bowl game? Yeah, thank God they went. Oh, uh, actually, 2017. They got their ass beat by NC State. No, <laughs> in the Sun Bowl, right? Yeah, nice. at home game they still lost. Uh, they, they went to one in 2021 and they lost to Wisconsin. Mm. Yeah, they stink. It's a bad program. If you're a better All fan, right. Pete, they would do better. That's not my. That'll I do it for us. And as soon as they lose a couple, I just. Uh, hey, I, was, I, was I saw Pete's boys put up 60 points in the craft fight Hunger Ball at AT&T Park in 2012. There you go, Pete. That's a fun fact. That's they played Navy, I think. Tomorrow we got Tuesdays with Brady with Brady Quinn and Leisure Deuceable joining the show. One last reminder, give us a like or a comment. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening to the pod version, download, follow, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Tell your friends. Word of mouth. Always a nice bonus. That'll do it for us, for Pete, for Breach, for Wilson. I'm Brinson. Thanks. See you guys later. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.